and that's all it was. It was a dog fight for all these years. And I guess, I mean, even like the mental battles throughout the years of like, Oh, well, am I, am I good enough? Am I ever going to be good enough? And I think like just the open each year and improving, even if it was just by a little bit each year and just kind of having these goals along the way were what kept me going the whole time. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to CrossFit Games athlete Nick Matthew, who finished 14th at the 2022 CrossFit Games. Along the way, he also earned the prestigious Rookie of the Year Award and won two events in the fittest field of athletes on Earth. But Nick was no overnight success in the sport of fitness. He talks about his seven-year journey to the top rungs of CrossFit, including his roots in bodybuilding, overcoming injury, and several near misses that provided both frustration and motivation. Nick is humble, candid, and honest about his goals in the sport, as well as to put it lightly, the drudgery that can go along with being a top athlete. It's a side of elite athletics, especially in the strength game, we don't often hear about, so I'm really glad Nick was able to share. I hope you enjoy. Nick, thanks for joining me today. I want to start off because we're recording this basically the day after the 2023 CrossFit Open finished, officially, so I'd, I'd love to hear about how you're feeling how that experience was for you. We'll talk about kind of your background in a second, but let's, let's get to the here and now. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Open finished up yesterday. Um, had my best finish that I have since my career started seven years ago and unofficially, I don't know when it makes it hundred percent official, but I'm 12th, I'm 12th right now. No, it was good in the years past. I would kind of like put up my training, like on a pause or a hold, mm. like going through the open just kind of gearing up, get making sure I give my best effort to each open workout. And this year I kind of just made sure that, that I was training through the open, like not cutting things out of my normal training, not just stopping things altogether, but doing my squats each day, doing my Olympic lifting, like doing the multiple Metcons and stuff, and then just kind of treating the open as another workout. So it sounds like you might've gotten a little bit fitter compared to previous years. Is that, is that safe to say? I definitely would, would have to say that. Yeah, for sure. So are you, so 12th in the world, I mean, unofficially, on a, on a, when this podcast is released, I think results will be official, but when we're recording this, it's unofficial. So call it 12th in the world, unofficially. Yep. Pretty dang good. So this is going to sound like a really dumb question, but bear with me. I've talked to a lot of games athletes, a lot of games level athletes, uh, and you know certain, certain people who do well at the games are open, they excel at the open, and certain folks don't excel at the open. Are you someone, do you see yourself as like a, a, an open style? Like is the open, does it play to your strengths basically? I don't know. I would say that in terms of my strengths and weaknesses, I kind of don't have, I wouldn't say like too many huge holes or anything like that. I think kind of like my realm, uh, like I I can do everything. I think all of that just in general needs to be lifted up Hmm. just for my performance versus open or in-person competition i've gotten a lot more comfortable with in-person and i feel like the open has kind of reflected my performance almost directly every year i've like continued to get better since i started and then it shows when i go to my in-person competitions too so just finishing the highest that i have in the open just kind of gives me confidence going forward to i mean quarterfinals and then just confidence that i'm going to do much better at semifinals when they come as well 
Makes a lot of sense. Okay, what is the least your least favorite open workout you've done? Least favorite open workout, I would have to say would probably be like in general ever. Yeah, yeah. I would say the ten rounds of eight ground to overhead, ten bar facing burpees is the first one that comes to mind. There, just that little couplet from I think it was like twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, somewhere in there. Just 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 brutal brutal classic couplet where there's like nowhere yep. to hide. Just pain cave it. Yep, exactly. Okay, burpees. Are you are you a fan or are you not a fan? I think I'm a fan of burpees. I think I'm not a fan of the barbell cycling aspect. Yeah, I like lifting a heavy barbell. Like heavy barbells for one to five reps is great, but when you got to take a moderate to light load and you got to do it 10, 20, 30 times, that's that gets me a little bit. So it's that's something. I mean, you're you're a top level CrossFit athlete, but that sounds a lot like something I would hear from an Olympic lifter or a power lifter. After <laughs> your CrossFit career, would you consider moving over to a sport where you only have to lift the bar once at a time? Uh, not necessarily. I've done that route. I've done Olympic lifting. I've done power lifting. That was like my bread and butter. That was mm-hmm. what I started with: strength training, bodybuilding. I did a couple shows back in the day as well, and I kind of had that whole world. And I think it's just familiar and kind of I like training that style so it's fun to me i i like being strong coming to crossfit i like being able to feel healthier and like be able to have multiple different avenues of strengths when i was like powerlifting and strongman i couldn't run a 5k Mm. and now i'm just as strong if not stronger and i can perform i can run 5ks i can walk on my hands i can do pull-ups and muscle-ups and all those other aspects of training too so i think i'm i'm gonna ride crossfit till the wheels fall off well, that is a perfect segue into talking about your athletic background. And mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, a lot of folks, th- when I first started in this space and first started talking to CrossFit athletes and interviewing them, I mean, we're talking over 10 years ago at this point, no one had really started CrossFit as their first sport. It just didn't happen because competitive CrossFit was still a very young, young scene. Yeah. These yeah. days, some some people find it when they're very young, and that's their primary athletic outlet, and they they build up and, and improve their their capacity and skills. You are someone who had a lot of other athletic interests and a very a pretty varied athletic background. We'd love to hear about that. We'd love to hear about your sports background, your training background, and then how you ended up finding CrossFit. For sure, yeah, I was. I'd say I was pretty diverse in in terms of like just different avenues, and I've, I mean, I've always liked fitness. I've always liked sports, so I've I've tried about everything. It started with baseball when I was really young, which moved to football in kind of the school days, middle school, high school times, jumped into wrestling, kind of middle school, high, uh, high school time as well. And those are a couple, that was probably my favorite sport of all of them. But on the side of all those sports, all growing up, I always did some kind of strength training too. Mm. So like summer, I was doing like extra, the, the football strength program, or like just in school, I would take strength and conditioning classes and like gym, it would just be part of the school day and I'd go down and lift weights for a class and kind of learn more on the health and fitness aspect there. After high school, I got into personal training right away. So basically lived in the gym forever. And that's where kind of bodybuilding started to take a take a turn. And one of the coaches there was a power lifter. And so I just naturally picked up with him and like wanted to get as strong as him. And then from there, it just continued as like a little mini competition he was much older than me, much more experienced than me. So I learned a lot from that guy as well. And yeah, I guess sports led to uh, a couple bodybuilding competitions, but I didn't do very good in those because I couldn't follow a nutrition plan very well. <laughs> didn't have, I didn't have the discipline and the nutrition back then. I mean, 
21, 22, 23 year old kid trying to stick to chicken and white rice wasn't the, the best option there. Some people, some people have that ingrained in them, and some people yeah. just don't. I'm one. I don't. It is, it is always a challenge to stick to it week after week. For sure. Now, like, I'm a lot more disciplined now in my nutrition, but now it's kind of eat for performance. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to have plain chicken and white rice or like just fish like it was back in the day and eggs and egg whites. Now it's, I can have all this other stuff that kind of helps fuel me some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and bagels and things like that. What is your, this is a complete aside. I want to get back to this a second. Favorite, favorite, like, man, I, I'm, I need some like calories, I've just like, I've done three Metcons today. Like I just, I just need to put calories in my mouth. Like what's your go-to? My day is pretty, I mean, I got my lunchbox every day. I'd say it's usually fruit, fig bars, and, um, the uncrustables. Oh, when you said peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I was like, I'm sure there might be uncrustables involved here. Yep. Uncrustables. I think bagels and regular peanut butter and jelly are a little higher calorie, but Uncrustables are just very convenient. I can just grab and go versus have to make stuff. So they just hit. Okay, so sorry. Back to but so you're 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 working in the gym. Yep. Start bodybuilding. Got to powerlifting. Take us from there. Yeah, bodybuilding was just kind of. I ended up getting to a point where I was like, "What am I doing this for? I'm just working to try to make my shoulders a little bigger, my arms a little bigger, my legs a little bigger." And I just kind of got started getting bored, and I was like, "Okay, I need to kind of fill this competitive." outlet or outlet that I, that I had. And, uh, one of my friends suggested a powerlifting meet. So I went and did that and I took third place in the one powerlifting meet that I did. But then, like I said, I went for a run or I like tried to get some cardio in like after my meet and I couldn't run 5k without stopping. And that was kind of when I was like, okay, I need to change things up a little bit. And one of the people that I was talking to at the time, they recommend going to a CrossFit gym nearby. And I was like, okay, I've never tried that before, but I got in and it was, I think my first, first couple workouts were, I think I did. So this is a funny story. I did Cindy for the first time in a Globo gym. And for those who don't know what Cindy is, I, I I've done Cindy in a Globo gym, miserable experience, but for those who don't for know sure. what that is. So I did this differently. So it was, it was a 20 minute AMRAP and this is how I saw it on the CrossFit site. It was five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15, it said body weight squats. I was like, okay, like me being a meathead, bodybuilder, powerlifter, whatever. I was like, okay, they can't possibly be doing just squats with just their body, their their own body weight. So I was like, that must mean they put their body weight on a barbell. And then that's how they performed the squats. So I did my first Cindy. It was five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and then 15 squats at like 185. And I got like four or five rounds in the workout in the 20 minutes. And then I looked up the leaderboard on workouts like that. And I saw people were getting like 20 plus. I was like, well, CrossFit's not for me. I was like, this is absolutely absurd. So I was kind of a shock to the system. And then I got to a CrossFit gym and I figured out exactly what everything was about. Yeah. Trying to do Cindy with, I'm not even going to ask how you, how you felt the next day or the two days later. Oh, but Terrible. Like again, strongman powerlifter. I did sets of five. And then 15 at body weight was just even for one or two sets at the time was terrible. So when you got into a CrossFit gym for the first time, you realized that maybe you were reading the workouts a little uh, incorrectly. Okay, maybe I am going to try this, dip my toe in. Talk to us us about that evolution. I mean, how many years ago was that? 
That was in 2016. So I okay. signed up for my cross, my first CrossFit gym in January of 2016. Did about three weeks of CrossFit. There was like a competitor's class that they had at the gym that I was at. So I hopped in and they did a misfit athletics programming back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I jumped in with them and I did the, the workouts with them every Saturday. And then three weeks into it, the CrossFit, my first CrossFit open started. So then we did Friday night lights. I did my first CrossFit open. I mean, and before this, I kind of knew about the CrossFit games. I knew about rich froning. I knew about that stuff at the time. So that was kind of like, okay, I can do this. I can try to compete with these guys. Little did I know that it was going to take a lot longer than I thought initially, but I did the Friday night lights and I finished top in the gym and then, um, took, I think 2,200 in the world or something like that. And then not bad, not bad for, not bad for three weeks of, yeah. of conditioning. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad for yeah, just the start of it. I mean, I think it was chest bars in one of the first workouts and I did them all strict because I didn't know how to butterfly or kip at the time. Overhead squats barely or overhead lunges barely had the mobility for it. Like, but it was kind of, I expected in my head to be a lot higher. I was like, oh, I can do this. No problem. So I kind of got humbled right away with it. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what a year of doing this looks like. And then I'll come back next year and do it and use the open to get to the games. And very optimistic at first of how I thought I was going to be able to do. So, yeah. And then that just kind of began the journey. And then every year since then, for the last seven years, it's been a fight to get to the games. Talk us through that that first few years. You said it took a little bit longer than you had hoped for. And look, we all see a new sport that we're interested in, especially something like CrossFit. Like, oh, I'm strong. I can be like those guys. Uh, Maybe I can qualify next year. I remember talking to Matt Fraser back in 2013 at his first regionals Mm -hmm. and you compare his kind of meteoric rise from like not quite qualifying for the games that year kind of being uh, an Olympic lifter who's just trying this out to the next year getting second at the games and being like the second coming. You know, we see that and we're like, oh wow, he did that in, in a year. That is the exception to the rule. And also back then the CrossFit field was a little bit smaller and a little bit less competitive. Not saying that Matt wouldn't stack up, you know, for sure in any era but take us through you know those years of scratching and clawing and fighting and working on your fitness to get to the games because you were not an overnight success you were not a one-year success this this took multiple years and multiple repeat efforts and some very close calls yep exactly uh um, and that's all it was it was a dog fight for all these years and I guess, I mean, even like the mental battles throughout the years of like, oh, well, am I, am I good enough? Am I ever going to be good enough? And I think like just the open each year and improving, even if it was just by a little bit each year and just kind of having these goals along the way were what kept me going the whole time. But I think first year was like, okay, I've had three weeks of CrossFit. Let's give it a full year. Let's see what happens next year. And then I think I cut my placing in half the next mm-hmm. year in 2017, went from like 2200 to 1100 or something like that. So I was like, okay significant jump one more year and I'll be able to make it. And then that was the year 2018 made it to regionals, which again was a huge feat there. I remember even people talking on like the road to the games videos and uh, um, other podcasts and and documentaries and things like that. Back in the day is like, if you make it to regionals, you are a cyborg of fitness, I think is what like Sean Woodland or something said back in the day. But, uh, Made it to regionals, uh, ended up taking 24th at regionals, was pretty stoked with that performance. I mean, top half when, I mean, in just the first three years. And then we went into, and basically at this time I had bought in fully and I was like, okay, like 
I'm not going to stop until we make it to the games. Like, this is what I choose to do. I'm not switching to a different sport again. Like, this is what I'm going to accomplish. And once I kind of just engraved that in stone, it's been just a, a battle ever since. 2019, can't really remember my placing. But again, like, just outside the top 100 in the Open, top 200. And then cut that in half the following year. 2020. I think that was the sanctional season. Got to start traveling with my fitness a little bit. Went out to Ireland and competed at the Filthy 150, which that just kind of fueled it even more. I was like, oh, like, even if I wasn't to make it to the games ever, like, the process trying to get there, like, I was doing things that most people won't be able to do in their lifetime. Travel to Ireland, go to Amsterdam, or wake up in the morning at 6.30 a.m. and go and do a swim workout on the beach in Miami. Like You felt like just- a pro athlete. Yeah, exactly. It was just the experience of all of it. It was it was wonderful. And then that kind of led to the 21 season where we got to Granite Games, took sixth, <laughs> near miss there, and then uh, 2022 where we took sixth again for a near miss. So let's talk... Oh, go ahead. Please, I no, interrupted. And, and I just said then to present day. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, your your goals for this season. You're feeling good? Yeah. Feeling, feeling wonderful, feeling fitter than ever. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel really good. <laughs> well, let's talk about <laughs> games experience after finally making it there. I still think there's part of me too that like wants to like fully earn my spot in the like semifinal, regional, whatever we're going to call it over these next years. So, for those who don't know the full context, because the CrossFit <laughs> Games qualifying structure has changed about ten times over the last ten years. Since I've been since I've been covering it, and it, sometimes it changes like twice in a year. It's so confusing. Yeah, yeah. So when you say that about like really early, like you are a you are a games athlete, you did you did quite well. You came away from Madison with like with some hardware, so to speak. But yeah. when you say you know really qualifying or actually qualifying, by all definitions, you did qualify. But to take us through your thought process there, for sure. Two years in a row, uh, taking sixth place at Granite Games, and they take the top five that go to the games. The first year was just a near miss, three points, I think it was, or two points or something like that that separated it. Took that one a little little harder in terms of a loss. The next year in uh, 2022 was sixth place again. This time I kind of had a different mindset anyway going about it, like after the event. But then we learned that somebody... um, had a banned substance in their system and I got the backfield spot. Yeah, I guess what I mean in terms of just like kind of qualifying and earning it is standing up on the podium without hmm. getting that backfield spot. So then yeah, we get to the games in, in August and we put in we put in work there for a little while. We won two events and had a had an awesome performance over the weekend. Where did you finish officially in the 2022 games? Finished 14th. So rookie season, 14th. Yep. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, was the game's experience what you expected it to be? And if if not, I mean, obviously, there are always some surprises. What was most surprising about it relative to your expectations? I would say that I would say it was less stressful than I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. Yep. I would say, and I think this is partly in terms of getting the backfill spot as well, is there was mm-hmm. no really expectation or anything like that on me. And also to the point of like, I achieved my goal. I made it to the CrossFit Games. Like this is the pinnacle. Like our entire goal for the last seven years was just to get here. 
So it was just, there was no stress in terms of, oh, I have to perform. I have to get the top 10. I was like, no, I made it to my goal. I achieved it. Like, let's just see what I can do over the weekend. So I think that kind of came in handy when I was going from event to event. If I had a bad finish or a mess up here or a mistake there, I was able to really let it go really fast um, instead of like sit on it and um, worry about it and let that carry into the next event. Whereas at Granite Games, there's a lot more pressure because you you can't have a bad performance or you don't get to make it. Mm. So, and I remember specifically this last year, I did bad on one of the workouts at Granite Games and I let that affect me going into the next workout when if I, sh- if I didn't, I would have performed much better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe even gotten those extra 10 points or whatever I needed to get to, to make it. So yeah, at the games, it was, uh, yeah, I'd say a little bit less stressful than I thought it was. And it was more about just have fun, see what I can do, soak it in a little bit that I achieved the goal that I wanted to. I mean, there's much bigger goals outside of just making it to the CrossFit games. Like my goal is not to just make it like my goal is to improve every single year. So that's going to be what I'm going to be doing this year. Let's talk about your two event wins, because for a rookie season at the games, that's pretty rare Mm -hmm. and uh, would love to, you know, give at that level too, you know that you are the best, basically the best person in the world at that. Yeah, there could be someone who's maybe a specialist who didn't qualify for the games, who could have done better in, in one or two of those workouts. But at that level, in the fittest field on earth, you know you're the best at it. That's got to be a cool feeling. Walk us through those workouts. For sure. Um, first one was the uh, speed skill medley. The, it was pegboards, jump rope all kinds of variations and then different variations of handstand walking and press to handstands and stuff. And as soon as the workout got released, when we were in the back in the warm up area, I was like, I looked over, I kind of joked and I looked over at my coach. I was like, I've, I've done all these movements before. Like, I think I can win this one after looking around and seeing other people like never have done a crossover double under before mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, and I knew I was pretty confident with single unders even. And I uh, saw a podcast with like Chris Hinshaw back in the day. And he was like, always add tools to the toolbox. Don't lose them just because you can do double unders. Doesn't mean you should lose the ability to do single unders or play with crossovers or whatever else there was. So, um, I kind of half joked to my coach. I was like, I think I can win this one. My only worry going into that event was getting out of the first round. Cause it was things that everybody could do. Everybody could do three pegboards unbroken. Everybody can do single unders. Everybody can do a handstand walk to the finish over the course. It was just, that was my biggest stressor. And then after that, I was like, awesome. Already exceeding expectations that I made it into the second cut. So then the second cut with regular double unders and pegboards, I was like, even if I got kicked out here, I'd be still pretty happy. So I just went out, no stress, had fun with it. Um, and I think I squeaked out the top heat by like five five or six seconds or something like that. And at that point, my my legs were jello. Like I was like, excited like so pumped i was like man i could just like sit this out and i'd still even be like really pumped about this workout like top five or whatever we had at the last and then we get in the last part and i hit my pegboards came down right to the jump rope and then i did i think my first 10 crossover double unders unbroken and that's the movement that really threw everyone else off yeah exactly and that was and i heard the crowd roar and get excited and i was like okay well let's let's keep going through the workout let's see what we can do let's see if i can string 10 more together and so on i got the crossover double unders done way ahead of anybody else i finished my pistols too because those were just like a minor inconvenience (laughs) and and i got to the press handstand and i like took a breath and i was like okay if you get up the first try 
you're going to win the event. So I did my press handstand, got up into the handstand. I started moving forward on the parallettes. I was like, oh my God, I just won. So I knew I wasn't going to have trained with parallettes and ramps enough. I was like, I'm not going to fall. So yeah, as soon as I kicked up into the press handstand, I was like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm winning. And that, what? That's, that's not bad for a former bodybuilder and powerlifter to win the like high skill gymnastics jump rope event. For sure. Right. Yeah, and then I saw that yellow line as I was handstand walking, and as soon as I saw both hands cross, I just let it all out. It was so exciting. Let's talk about the other event you won. Yeah. Uh, second event was a sandbag ladder. The most I'd ever done with a sandbag clean was 250 pounds leading up to that. I have one in the gym. We call it Pinky. Um, <laughs> big, big, big sandbag that I won at Wadapalooza a few years back. Basically, we started out with the ladder, and I was like, okay, the most I've done is 250. We're starting at 260. 10-pound jumps isn't very big, so it was just like, as long as I feel it out, and like 10-pound jumps shouldn't separate. I mean, eventually, it'll separate a lot of people, but I think I can make 10-pound jumps all the way up and be completely fine. And then, yeah, we got to probably about 320 pounds, and a lot of people were hanging on for a lot longer than I thought they were going to especially after seeing people trying to lift the 300 in the warm-up area. But we got up to, what, the 330 bag. We all hit it, and then there was like five of us left to give the 340 a go. I think all of us hit it on there, and then they brought out the 350-pound bag, which was awesome. That would have been really cool if any one of us could have could have lifted that. But it's kind of the same deal. Like I made it to like the top 10 in that workout, and we were all sitting there on the benches, and I just kind of was like looking around like, oh, my God. Like we're here at the CrossFit Games. Like I just kind of was soaking it in again. Like, wow, I'm exceeding my performance again. And I've always kind of I've prided myself on being strong. Like lifting a sandbag is just raw strength. So yeah, then we got to the final five and then it turned into just like a little bit of a a bro session down there. Like we were all stoked to be there, just like kind of slapping each other around the ass, having a good time. And then we went to the tie break afterwards and me and Guy crossed the finish line at exactly the same time. And, you know, for someone who is uh, known for his strength, being able to, being able to hang with Guy is, uh, is, uh, pretty, is pretty impressive. He's the one who we always watch for when it comes to the strength events. So you definitely, you gave him the run for his money. So congrats on <laughs> the performance. Two very different events, by the way. To, to come away with wins on. Um, what do you think are, are holes in your fitness that you maybe saw at the games that kept you out of that top 10? Not that 14th is anything to sneeze at, right? No, but- for sure. The big one that jumped out right away was swimming. Mm. I have always lacked, we'll just gonna, we're going to say like lacked confidence in swimming. Mm. And I think that beat me up more than my actual swim abilities. And this is where I have my coach to thank Matt Burke as well. Um, he's very good at helping me kind of get through the mindset aspect of training and the mindset aspect of competing. But things like we were at the games and it was only a 50 meter swim. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you're out in the lake trying to swim a mile or anything like that, but I would get so much in my head in terms of just my performance there. Um, like wearing a swim cap or a cap or my goggles filling up with water or, bumping into people during the swim or like I had negative thoughts of like, Oh, I'm not even going to make it out of the swim and get this, let alone get the skier calories done or just for the event. And I got a lot more in my head than I thought I was and took probably my worst placing. I think, I think it took like 34th or something like that out of 40. 
But that's one thing, again, that's changed this year is we just got back from Wadapalooza. I trained swimming every single week, and uh, Wadapalooza gave me a pretty big confidence boost as I took sixth in the swim event. So that was quite the flip in just four or five months from the game. So I'd say that's probably my biggest one that I'm going to flip in terms of points when I'm at the games next. Every aspect of fitness can be mental. Everything has a fitness component. It can be the most mindless lift or it can be the most cerebral thing. So I appreciate that. Nick, where's the best place for people to follow along with you, um, especially as we head into the meat of the 2023 CrossFit game season? For sure. Um, I would say uh, best spot is Instagram. Coach N. Matthew is my Instagram handle. I would say that's probably the best spot. Amazing. I don't I'm, I'm I'm terrible at posting sometimes and terrible at messaging back people sometimes and things like that, but that'd be the spot. It's almost like you have other priorities, you know, like, yeah, right. right, right, right. <laughs> like making match yeah. the CrossFit games, <laughs> not only like a full-time job of uh, training and stuff like that, but also full-time work of coaching and managing a gym and all that stuff too. So, and a yeah. family life. And influencer comes like, that's like fifth or sixth on the priority list. Let's put it that right. way. For sure. Well, Nick, thank you so much for taking your time. The time it was exciting to hear about your progress through the years and uh, looking forward to seeing you hopefully back at the games this year as the season progresses. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it.